In the very beginning of your journey, you better believe if you do an episode every single week, you should be celebrating that, especially if you just started. And if you don't, it's going to Jeff things. And so the self-esteem and self-worth is actually a byproduct of the feedback that you look at. And that's why we're saying make sure you're looking at the wins and the losses because whatever you focus on, you're going to feel. And whatever you feel is going to either build or, or decay your self-worth. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Um, is it possible to celebrate myself too much, making people around me thinking I'm arrogant? Yeah, yeah, but the people around you are going to think you're a certain, it's hard, because at times I feel like the people around us are going to be the way they're going to be for the majority of the time, and it's almost like you have to change change what you expect or you have to go around other people who expect different stuff. I really think that. There is nobody in my life who would ever make me feel bad for feeling good. I don't I can't name one single person. And that's why I mean even the the thing about the little conversation, what's the word I'm looking for when you talk? I don't know. Brandon, you and Alan, that was wonderful. Nobody could Nobody in our community, nobody on the team would ever say, wow, that's really weird that Brandon celebrated his win like that. If that's the case, I think you're probably in the wrong community. So it's definitely possible that you can celebrate yourself too much. I would say that's more going to create self-worth misalignments and self-belief misalignments. But if the community around you does not support you when you celebrate your wins, you have to check in with the people around you. You are going to make some people insecure. And that's okay. That's, that's okay. Sometimes insecurity is a mirror for the lack that somebody else is feeling. That's totally okay. The question is, are you going to stop celebrating yourself because of the people you're around if they get insecure? If so, we have to put in some sort of alternate communities or alternate opportunities because if you get negative feedback if alan comes to me and says hey i did something really awesome this week and i say dude get out of here with that i don't want to hear it that's not you talk about yourself enough if i do that he's never going to bring that to me again and he may never do it again so it's very important that you make sure you're not taking it the insecurity is face value for something that you've done because you're probably doing great stuff to alan's point Previously, make sure you're humbling yourself constantly because if not, then yes, you can't over-celebrate yourself. Long answer. So in the episode before, so the first 20 minutes, we talked about how I reverse-engineered regret for three months and how I felt really low about myself and I had like some self-esteem challenges in that moment. I think the opposite can happen. That was because I was only looking at my losses. I was only looking at where I was screwing up and where I needed to improve. I wasn't looking at all the good things I was doing. Imagine that, but the opposite. You could be very inflated, and that's a dangerous game, and we did an episode on Humble Pie recently. Imagine a fighter who, this is a good analogy, so Kevin hits the bag, and he sparred recently, and we did an episode about how when he sparred, he was like, oh, okay, this is different. The, the bag doesn't hit back. And so it can be dangerous to only, imagine if he was hitting the bag every day, 
and he started to like, yeah, I'm awesome at punching and kicking and great. Okay, I'm good. My cardio is great. I'm awesome. And then he gets in the ring with a professional fighter and gets his ass kicked. See, that can be dangerous. So being too far on either end is dangerous. Uh, and it's really important to try your best to balance it. And, and the key, the only way you can really balance it is to figure out which end you tend to be on. Do you tend to, and everyone knows, everyone think of someone right now who, who only looks at their wins. They look at their wins too much, if anything. Everyone knows. They're probably a little arrogant, honestly. Okay, you, you have that person in mind. And you don't get along with that person well if you're on the other end, by the way. And then there's some, now think of someone who's awesome. They're so awesome, but they don't like themselves. I have someone I'm thinking of right now who's so awesome, but they're, they still have so much insecurity and they don't think they're beautiful. That it doesn't make any sense. Okay, now think of that person. Both of them are extremes. Now think of someone who's humble, but also very confident. Now think of someone who looks at their strengths, but also owns, like, yeah, I suck at that. That's my bad. That's someone who's very centered. That's, that's rare. It's very hard to be that. I've spent my whole life trying to be that, and I've been so off on either end, it's not even funny. I think I'm closer to center than ever, but um, maybe that's me being arrogant. <laughs> got to throw a little joke in there. Nice. You're not arrogant. Thanks, brother. Just to go, like, just to answer this question and go, like, 1% deeper so if you don't celebrate yourself enough does that mean that you have very low self-worth so you're you're getting cause you i don't know whose question this is or if this is yours brandon whoever that that thought process you're getting the cause and effect mixed up but but it's actually cyclical so i'll try to i'll try to explain okay so imagine you look at your wins and that increases your self-esteem, which I think is a short-term version of self-worth. That, the, the self-worth is, a, is an effect, not a cause. The cause is what you're focused on. So Kevin does a speech and he crushes it compared to what he thought he was going to do. That's a self-esteem booster. Now imagine he thought he was going to kill it and he ends up bombing and people are throwing veggies at him. Having the kids do push-ups. Yeah, that's, just bit, that's right. Now all of a sudden he's going to, take a self-esteem hit. And so the self-esteem and self-worth is actually a byproduct of the feedback that you look at. And that's why we're saying make sure you're looking at the wins and the losses because whatever you focus on, you're going to feel and whatever you feel is going to either build or or decay your self-worth. You got to get, this is, this is what I think is the through line. You got to give yourself what you deserve. Based on circumstantially, what would you give? And again, it's so hard to answer this. What would you give somebody else in your position? If somebody came up to you and said, hey, I've never done a speech and I'm going to do one, you'd probably be like, wow, that's awesome. They might not say, did you get every word right? Did you mess up at all? Did you get nervous? Did you sweat through your shirt? Did you stutter? Did you make any mistakes? They'd probably say, that's awesome that you did that. But if somebody, if somebody came up to you and said, yeah, I've been a speaker for 35 years, their expectations of you would be different based on circumstances. So I really think you have to make sure you're giving yourself what you deserve. If you're new, you got to celebrate your wins. But if it's, think of it this way. Alan and I do seven episodes a week. It would be very dangerous for us just to celebrate the fact that we do seven episodes a week and just say, wow, you know what? Yeah, I know all those episodes sucked, but we, we still do seven episodes a week. That's a dangerous place to live because we're not going to get that much better. 
in the very beginning of your journey, you better believe if you do an episode every single week, you should be celebrating that, especially if you just started. And if you don't, it's going to Jeff things. Strong work. Yeah. Powerful concept. It's deep. It's deep. It's one of those things that seems very surface level, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of depth to it. How do you celebrate yourself when others around you don't see those wins as a reason to celebrate? Uh, I th- I'm going to go with what Kev said already, which is if you're around people who don't see the value in what you're doing, they probably don't value at you at the level that that they should. And, and I'll go one layer deeper friendships and all relationships and i'm learning so much about relationships from amelia really and the conscious couple podcast it's teaching me so much relationships are actually a byproduct of a mutual core value and i remember i was in a relationship with someone and i felt very undervalued and i eventually later on figured out why oh okay here's my core values which i'm trying to embody more and she doesn't embody any of those Oh, okay. So she, if she valued these core values, she would embody them. So of course I don't feel valued. It's not because I'm intrinsically not valuable. It's because she doesn't value that which I am trying to become more of. So Kevin's a bodybuilder. When I'm succeeding in bodybuilding, he's inspired because he values bodybuilding. If I suddenly started doing Muay Thai and getting really good at mixed martial arts, he would value me more than someone who doesn't value mixed martial arts. We have to realize that unfortunately, whether we like to admit it or not, the value of someone is very contextual when it comes to other people. If you're a beautiful person, physically attractive, and you're on stage in a fitness show, you're going to be more valued than if you're at MIT doing math equations at a math competition. Beauty isn't valued at that in that context. That's not going to win you a math competition. So, it's very important to understand that. And so if your friends don't value you celebrating your wins or they don't value the things that you're celebrating, it's most likely a, a misaligned relationship on some level and you just need to maybe contemplate that and reallocate time. Yeah, that's normally exactly what I would say. I'll give a, a little bit of a different take just so we're not saying the same exact things. You can try to put some effort into explaining why the things are actually wins. That's... And I know Alan would say that's the first thing to do, lead, lever, appease, lead, lever, appease. Mm-hmm. We we had a lot of interesting, quote unquote, wins along this journey where for a long time we were working with David Meltzer and being mentored by him. And I remember at one point people were asking us, like, oh, is he paying you to be on his podcast? And we're like, no, no, you don't understand. It's like one of the top podcasts in the world. We've been on here 20 something times. That's a huge thing. People would pay to be on that show. And we get to do that every other week or whatever it is. We're going to see Evan Carmichael in Toronto in two weeks, and he reached out to us and said, hey, do you want to interview me for my YouTube channel? And we'll do four 30-minute interviews, and when I was thinking, really, listen to this, when I was thinking of people to interview me, I was I thought of you guys. My name is Nathan Schwarman. I'm from Lawrence, Kansas. I've been a client of Alan's for coming on two years now, and I really can't recommend this program enough. Alan's always there for me uh, with great advice uh, and holding me accountable uh, every step of the way and and really leading by example. I've grown a lot in his program, but he's grown alongside with me. So 
I'd, I'd really recommend joining up on the program and, and joining the community. There are some people out there that will look and say, you guys are, you're going to Toronto, you're, you're renting an Airbnb, you're going to be spending a lot of money. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't seem like a win. But there's also certain people, to Alan's point, who understand they have the awareness based on core values and core aspirations and core beliefs that that's a really, really, really big win. I think you have to try to explain, well, it's a big win because of this, or it's it's a celebration or it's worth celebrating because of this. Sometimes I think you have to give context, but to Alan's point, you might get to the point where the people around you might not want to celebrate that with you. Because the other thing too is a lot of people struggle to celebrate things that don't directly involve them. So it's hard for people to celebrate you winning if they're not winning with you. That's a whole nother conversation. And that's why, again, the community is so important. I really am leaning into the fact that unless you have unreasonably high self-belief, the people you surround yourself with are one of the reasons you will make it or not. I, I'm really understanding that at a deep, deep level. My vocabulary has changed so much because of Alan. I think about that all the time. I say words I never would have said before. Good words, not bad words. But that's because I've spent so much time around around you. You are picking things up by uh, from your community, whether you realize it or not. So I would say what I said first and then pair that with what Alan said. Appreciate it, man. I just want to make sure we get to this question that was asked in the comments. Um, somebody asked, can you explain the distinction between self-worth and self-esteem? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, self-esteem. Let me see if I can do this. Okay. Imagine you're on Google Earth and you're seeing, I have, I have Google Earth on my phone. It's so cool. So you're a satellite view of your own home, wherever you're at, apartment, car, home, whatever you are listening to this. And there's a satellite image of, of you above you. You zoom out and you see the neighborhood. You zoom out and you see, you know, the, the town or the city. You zoom out, you see the state or the, the province. You zoom out, you see the country. Then you zoom out, you see the continent. And then you zoom out and you see the, goal, the globe. Self-esteem is the car or the apartment or the house. It's the day-to-day, moment-to-moment, am I building this brick towards a castle? And then the self-worth is is the the globe so self-esteem is the day-to-day micro self-worth i think is the macro which is so for example this if this goes really well today i'll have a self-esteem boost but that will only nudge my self-worth a little bit if this goes really poorly my self-esteem will tank for tonight i'll have to eat a little extra food i'm joking but i might and but my self-worth isn't gonna like i'm not gonna lose my identity and my self-worth. Hopefully that lands. One of them is more long-term and more of a macro identity thing. And the other one is a day-to-day, do I feel good right now? And they both are connected, but one of them's a brick, the other one's a castle. And you're either tearing bricks down in Jenga, you're taking bricks out, or you're adding them. Well done. Thanks, man. A mile, I would say a mile within a thousand mile journey. The mile might be slower than the other ones. You might get a flat tire, but it doesn't mean you're not making it towards your your destination. But I like that. I like the brick the brick one. Thanks, man. Very good. One more, B. We're going to hammer it quickly. Um, what's a healthy way to actually celebrate wins? And um, the example <clears throat> I used is like, you know, when someone's going to the gym all week and they feel good about themselves and then they might binge week on the weekends and eat like crap because mm. they did all that work in the beginning. So how do you actually 
celebrate your wins in a healthy way? Uh, fire question. Standards? Some people's standards are far too high based on their current capabilities and their current awareness. Some people's standards are way too low based on their current capabilities and awareness. It goes back to the dartboard. Brand new at darts, don't expect your standards to be hitting the bullseye every time. But if you've been playing darts for a decade and you can't hit the bullseye, you need to be a little harder on yourself. So let's say someone goes to the gym for a week and they feel really, really good about it. This is actually why we screw up. This is it right here. This is the cheat code. This is why people struggle with consistency. Because when you're consistent, I have one client who was consistent for 15 days, I want to say, in a row of exercise, started feeling good about it. Started feeling good about it. The necessity went away. Because the real reason most of us do what we do is so we feel better. And so when we feel better, now it's like, ah, I don't need to go to the gym now. I feel great. Until it starts to decay. And so I think the solution there is just realize that, yeah, you might have high self-esteem today, but if you start to erode the castle and take those Jenga blocks out, eventually the whole thing will topple. And always ask yourself, am I putting Jenga blocks in or am I taking them out? I'm doing that all the time with Emilia in our, in our relationship. I use that analogy on the Conscious Couples podcast. I know I said it would be quick. Whenever you break a promise to your partner or to yourself, you're taking a, a block out. You're taking a self-esteem hit. You're taking a relationship hit. You're taking those blocks out. Eventually, that whole thing will topple. A divorce happens in a moment, but it was an accumulation over years of broken promises and and jeffings. So same with self-esteem and self-worth. All of a sudden, you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I don't feel good about me. But that was an accumulation of the last three months of looking only at the things I did wrong. So you just gotta, you gotta not get hoodwinked by one week Do not let one good week get in your head. You know, it's really important to stay steady, stay the course, and and focus on long-term sustainability. Alan and I have discussed this pretty openly. It's not a coincidence that the months we've made the most money, the month after that, we've probably made the least money. That's, (laughs) it's not a coincidence. That's very, that's very correlated. I would say this, make sure that your celebration is in alignment with you getting to celebrate again next month. And make sure it's based in pride, not pleasure. And again, that's a fine line too. I think I just like that because it flows nicely. But the worst thing you can do if you're trying to be more financially intelligent is go make a very unintelligent decision. Because that's going to set you back. You're going to feel bad and then you're going to have to start over again. But imagine, so today, Alan and I, during our CFO meeting, we went through all of our finances. And we literally pulled up every single transaction he and I made for personal and for the business over the last seven days. And it felt really good to say, all right, cool, we did really well. That actually inspires me to do better because I want more of that. I want more of that. And I also believe that at a deep level that doing something that makes me proud is also going to be something that I thank myself for in the future. And we'll get to our goals faster if we can stay on track with that. So even to your original or your previous analogy, you got to zoom out. And say, yeah, I did this really well for a week, but is my behavior now going to set me back too? And I'm going to have to start over again. I'm never going to make any progress. I'm just going to be stuck in the mud. That's what I would say. To the standards point, Kev, during that financial analysis, there was something that you purchased that I made a green check mark on, meaning good job. And you were like, no, 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 that's a red X. <laughs> yeah. That's because your standards are at the right level. Meaning, yeah, you did great, but you're, you still need to hold yourself accountable to being yeah. better. 
And so it, it, you, if your standards are too high, it's going to crush your self-worth. If your standards are too low, you're always going to feel great about yourself but not make real progress. Very powerful episode. We got Starbucks and we got breakfast. Uh, I was like, yeah. I, we probably could have done one or the other. We probably didn't need both. And again, nothing wrong with that. I'm grateful we can do that. At one point, <laughs> at one point, I couldn't do either, so I'm very grateful. But you also have to make sure that you're taking ownership and not running it off the rails. Next, Level Nation. We are coming up on a brand new year. It's going to be 2023 before you know it. I know a lot of us probably set New Year's resolutions at the beginning of 2022, and either we fell off track, something happened, circumstances, whatever it may be, do not make the same mistake in 2023. Group coaching round number nine starts January 3rd. It is a great opportunity for you not only to build momentum and build consistency, but you will meet other people who want similar things, and you will be the most consistent, productive version of yourself. Please join us. We already have somebody signed up. They just they reached out a couple weeks ago. Awesome. It's filling up, so please join us. We look forward to having you. A year ago, I sat the NLU team down, and I said, listen, 2022 is going to be wild, and here's why. We're going to do an episode a day. We're going to do a live podcast every week. We're going to do a monthly meetup every month. We're going to do a Next Level Live every quarter. That didn't happen. We're doing mm-hmm. it once a year. And we're going to do Next Level Hope Foundation events. And we're also going to have a Next Level Business Retreat. This 2022 is going to be wild. It has been wild. We are coming up on our 12th in a row monthly meetup. So on December 1st, 2022, it starts at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have our one-year anniversary of the one and only free virtual monthly meetup. Your reaction to your failures create your success. So I realized recently that certain people have a certain trauma response to fear, failure, and uncertainty. When you fail, do you dig your heels in and innovate and find a way to be better? Or do you avoid or run away or freeze up? And whatever your trauma response is to failure is going to very much dictate whether or not you grow through challenges or you keep getting set back, set back, set back. So we're going to do an event about that. Again, December 1st, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The registration link will be in the comments if you're watching live or in the show notes if you are not. December 1st. It's December. Tara and I are going to watch a Christmas movie every day, even though it'll be maybe once a week, but still, I'm very excited about it. (laughs) Next Level Nation, as always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. Brandon's dog wants to be in on the action. At NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. See you next week. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.